Hello there and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers, currently at the African Games in Brazzaville in the Republic of Congo, joined by Solomon Ashoms in South Africa and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And on this week's show, we focus on Cameroon, the four-time African champions and a team that did so much for African football at the 1990 World Cup. But can they put their current drop-in form behind them? And I think that is just a matter of having a new generation. And as you know, transitions are never easy. Plus, we get some insight into English Premier League club Manchester City, a side that has three African players in their squad. So while Manchester City is a rich and successful club, Many people will say that they have simply bought success. So that's all coming up. Well, I'm in Brazzaville for three weeks in Congo Republic for the African Games, formerly the All-Africa Games, where there's been action in 21 different sports. It finishes this weekend, and the teams that made it to the football finals were Burkina Faso and Senegal in the men's competition and Ghana and Cameroon in the women's. A big crowd watched the host Congo play Senegal in the semi-finals, but it wasn't Congo's day. Well, I'm at the superb Quintele Sports Complex on the outskirts of Brazzaville. It's one of Africa's finest sporting complexes. I'm looking out across the mighty Congo River, the second longest river in Africa. And all around me are truly world-class sports facilities. A 60,000-seater football and athletic stadium, a magnificent swimming complex with an Olympic-sized swimming pool, numerous outdoor courts for beach volleyball, beach football basketball, handball and other sports and a fabulous indoor sporting palace which has been used for many, many different sporting disciplines. But not many fans have been able to travel here as it's so expensive to fly in Africa and as Congo is an expensive country. But 25 Cameroon fans made their way here by road, a 1,800-kilometre journey through Equatorial Guinea and Gabon. They came to support Cameroon in all of their events and I met a fan nicknamed Mascot Zomo. He paints his face and upper body in the colours of the Cameroon flag whenever the Indomitable Lions play and he's got to meet Roger Miller and most of the Cameroon greats over the years. I first asked mascot Zomo how many different countries he's visited to watch Cameroon play. Uh, like uh, 25, 30 countries I've been to. I always follow them. Everywhere they go, I, I, I'm there. All the favorite match was when Eto was playing. But now it's not there anymore. We are struggling to, to be qualified. That's why it's, always, it's so difficult to come away, to go to the next level, even to the World Cup. They didn't play well because Eto was sick. Was Eto, was he not a bad influence on the rest of the team? No, no. He's always smiling. It's the, it's the politics who make football go nowhere. Politics make football no good. I need a politician to leave a football to the footballer. So you're not happy with Cameroon football now? I don't have a choice. It's my country. And what do you think makes a good supporter? We know that you are colourful, you dance, you support so much. What makes a good supporter? Even if you lose, don't fight. Because some people, they, so, they go so angry and they start fighting on the road. They beat people on the road. It's no good. Game is a game. Everything I do, I dancing, enjoy the game, enjoy the show. If I lose or win... I'll be sad or, go, or happy, but I cannot fight. 
you practice your dancing, your singing before the match? Yes, we, we, we practicing when we are in Cameroon. We practicing every week, twice a week, practicing dancing, our dancing. Because the only sport can change Africa. I believe that. That is Cameroon fan Mascot Zomo, a huge admirer of Samuel Eto'o and not happy with the way that politics have interfered with the national team in Cameroon. Well, Cameroon have won the Africa Cup of Nations four times but failed to qualify in 2012 and in 2013. They were back this year but went out at the group stage. Last year they played at the World Cup finals for the seventh time but lost all of their games as in 2010. And no other African team has appeared at the World Cup finals as many times as Cameroon. No doubt there's been a lot of chaos at administrative level and the Cameroon Football Association must hold elections before the 28th of this month to avoid a FIFA ban. So can the Indomitable Lions get back to where they were? When Cameroon played away to the Gambia recently, Mamadou Ba spoke to Laurence Fotso, the communications director of the Cameroon Football Association. It's been a year now that uh, we have started rebuilding the team with the amount of young players that have just been showing proof and desire to really, really champion for our national flag and our national country. So um, I really believe that there's a great potential uh, we really have a reputation to definitely still live on and fight for the pressure is on their shoulders but I think that the dedication is there the talent is there and all the efforts whether it is technical or administrative efforts will definitely be made to ensure that this team definitely grew out to be one of the best teams that Cameroon has known what are the challenges that the team is facing at the moment dealing with the clubs and dealing with the schedules for friendly matches and for official matches and also of course when you see new synergies and new uh, playmates youngsters coming onto the team with still other players that are there but are definitely there to hold the hands these are definitely the little I would say adjustments that are still underway but definitely we will overcome Cameroon will surely get back to be among the giants of African football I think that we never left I think that we are there. I think that Cameroon spirit is always there. Everything is cyclic in the world, as you know, and I think that it's just a matter of having a new generation. And as you know, transitions are never easy, but we are mostly going there. Samuel Eto'o is, is an icon in, um, in Gambia here and, uh, because um, many people support um, Cameroon because of Samuel Eto'o feast. How is it, you know, the post-Samuel Eto'o era in um, Cameroonian football? Well, I think that Samuel Eto'o is also an icon and will always be an icon in our country. And even our young players definitely look out to him. And uh, Samuel Eto, once again, just like Roger Mila, will definitely remain an icon, not only for his generation, but definitely for Cameroonian football and African football in general. That is Laurence Fotso, the communications director of the Cameroon Football Association. So, Solomon, what do you think? She says that Cameroon are rebuilding and that they remain African giants. I felt after the World Cup in 2014, definitely a rebuild had to be done. And we saw younger players like Fabrice Ondoa, goalkeeper from Barcelona B team. We've seen the arrival of younger players like Benjamin Mokanjo, who plays for FC Lorient in the French League and also 
also Vincent Abubakar, who is the vice captain at only 23. Uh, he plays for, for Porto. Uh, so there's a lot of younger players that are coming in and I'm, they're showing a lot of zeal, a lot of desire to play for Cameroon. And that is what Cameroon, I think, was lacking. But I think if Cameroon really needs to put their house in order, the rebuilding is not really going to be possible at the end of the day if uh, the administrative side of things is not taken care of. Cameroon has been lacking for so many years when it comes to uh, administration. And if that is not put in order, trying to qualify for the next Africa Cup of Nations, it is not going to be possible. Cameroon is a great nation with a huge pool of talent. And if they can put that in order, you know, the Cameroon is going to go back right up there. It is very interesting, the point I was raised by, you know, the Cameroon fan. And I, I agree with him totally. Cameroon has suffered a whole lot of... Uh, uh, political drama within the Cameroon national team and that has really affected uh, the play, uh, has, has affected them before major tournaments, uh, during tournaments. And until we get to a place where Cameroon Football Association and, and the officials and the government decide to take politics out of it, you know, it's not just going to be possible. Well, thanks a lot, Solomon. So the internal administration and politics are a crucial factor in Cameroonian football as far as Solomon is concerned. Well, on Facebook and WhatsApp, you can tell us what you think think do you think that Cameroon can become true giants again send us a whatsapp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero that's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero we'll go to our facebook page planet sport football africa will the indomitable lions of Cameroon roar again like they used to we had a Facebook post on Andre Ayew winning the Barclays Premier League Player of the Month award. Lots of people excited about that. Alaji Damfer says he's made a very good decision opting for Swansea over Liverpool. He has the talent to win bigger awards. Lamine Fati in the Gambia says, I love his ability and determination. I love to see him playing for my beloved Real Madrid in the near future. Uh, Abdu Dem says, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Ayu's going to win many awards like this and catapult Swansea to a higher level. Also on the English Premier League, Mohamed Toure says, I want Manchester United manager Louis van Gaal to give a chance to his senior players like Ashley Young and Valencia. Dipe needs to learn from the senior players. And on the UEFA Champions League matches that are kicked off midweek, Alfred Lightfoot-Taylor in Sierra Leone says uh, about Manchester United losing 2-1 to PSV. A shame that Luke Shaw got that injury. I'm very sad for him, but for United we will overturn things and get through to the next stage. Well, thanks so much for all of those comments. This is Planet Sport Football Africa. And more on the English Premier League now. And let's find out about another club that has some star African players. That's Manchester City, the home of Ivorians, Yaya Toure and Wilfred Bonny. The club sitting on top of the table right now. 18-year-old Nigerian Kalechi Nacho scored within seconds of coming on as a substitute last weekend as Man City beat Crystal Palace 1-0. Ihiannacho was the player of the tournament at the 2013 FIFA Under-17 World Cup. Well, Stuart Weir tells us more about Manchester City and their rivalry with Manchester United. Manchester City is a team with a long tradition, having existed since 1884. They've been champions of England five times and cup winners five times. Their rivalry with Manchester United, to be the city's top dogs, goes back over 100 years. During the Alec Ferguson era as manager of Manchester United, his team won the Premier League 13 times, the Champions League twice, as well as FA Cups and League Cups. Manchester City 
were at that stage the poor relations. In fact, as recently as 1998, City found themselves in the third tier of English football. But all that changed in 2008 when the club was purchased by the Abu Dhabi United Group and became one of the wealthiest clubs in the world. They moved from their city centre stadium called Main Road, which they had occupied for 80 years, to the former 2002 Commonwealth Games Stadium. Originally, it was known as the City of Manchester Stadium, but it now bears the name of one of their sponsors, the Etihad Stadium. In the last five years, Manchester City have been Premier League champions twice, as well as winning the FA Cup and the League Cup. In the past five years, City's net spend on transfers, that is, the amount spent minus any income from selling players, has totaled $370 million. This summer alone, they paid $75 million to entice Raheem Sterling from Liverpool to the Etihad. So while Manchester City is a rich and successful club, many people will say that they have simply bought success. Others will say that, frankly, two Premier League championships and two Cups with no impact whatever in the Champions League is a pretty poor return for £370 million plus an enormous salary expenditure each year. City's enormous squad of over 40 players includes 11 nationalities. Without question, the most influential player over the last five years has been Yaya Torre from Côte d'Ivoire, who was signed from Barcelona. He has played over 160 league games and scored more than 50 goals. But the statistics do not tell the full story. He is the inspiration behind the team. First game of this season was a tricky one away to West Brom. Well, it was tricky until Yaya Touré scored in the first half hour and the game was over. As well as Yaya Touré, there have been two other significant Ivorians at the club. Uh, Yaya Touré's brother Kolo was there for a few seasons. And now there's Wilfred Bonney. Well, thanks very much to Stuart Weir. Talking there of disappointing in Europe, it was the same old story, wasn't it, on Tuesday as Man City lost 2-1 at home to Juventus with Wilfred Bonny having a poor game. But what a start in the Premier League with five wins out of five. Well, that's it for the show for this week, but on Facebook and WhatsApp, tell us if you think that Cameroon can become true giants of African football again. Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. From me, Steve Vickers at the African Games in Brazzaville. It's been great being with you. We'll be back next week. And uh, by the way, from next month, the show will be extended to 30 minutes, bringing you much more about African football. You can find us online at planetsport.tv and Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.